podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Chills. We're back. We've had our winter break. Hasn't it been fantastic? No football, nothing for a couple of weeks. Well, there's a few bits and pieces which I ended up watching, but you know what? We're back and gosh, was I looking forward to the FA Cup. Oh, that was going to be a big, mighty trouncing before we go off and win the Club World Cup. Oh, gosh, that sets us up for this week, doesn't it? What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about all of that and what's to come. And here to join me in chatting the Chelsea stuff, it's none other than Gary Ron Harris Hayes. Well, you know, hello, Kerry. How are you? All right. I just thought we'd get it out of the way. Is that you know, a Ron Harris impression impersonation? Well, well, you know, Rick, you asked me any question about my, <laughs> my career at Chelsea, you know. And, uh... Oh, Matron. <laughs> I was just going to ask, I've got a question for you, actually, Kerry. Have you go for it? Andy's not here, so I was wondering: does that make you Arno for the weekend for for this episode? Arno, what does that mean? Arno is uh, Thomas's Thomas's assistant who oh. took charge at the weekend. Oh, and now the boss respect. is away. You're in charge. So you should I'm have not... said Arno. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, obviously, I'll, I'll let Rick Rick speak for me and let me say there is no boss on here. Other than me. Um, Let me just say, the voice that you've heard is none other than Mr. Rick Glanville. Sorry about that. (laughs) I got tongue-tied. That was a bit open all hours. It was. We went from, from, you know, all matron to Rick Rick, Rick Glanville. (laughs) Derek Guiler. Yeah. Oh, Derek Geiler. Oh, yeah. oh, Derek Geiler. Oh, yes, I was here. Oh, Desert Rat. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this would be going over above Gary's head because he didn't have TV until much later. I, I was um, born when TV was in colour, Kerry. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't listen to the football on the wireless. The crystal set. The crystal set. Well, um, Rick, can I just ask, what did you really? No, can I first of all say your introduction was great? I really miss playing Tottenham Hotspur. (laughs) I really miss those games. Oh, can't we just play them every week? (laughs) Oh, wouldn't it be brilliant? It, It really would be. But I mean, the most burning question out of this opening is. What do you make of Gary Hayes' Ron Harris impression? <laughs> he thinks it's brilliant. Well, you know, uh, uh, here's, here's some trivia for you, Kerry. Upcoming. Don't this upcoming no, that's at good. the end. No, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, at the end of this month, it's uh, 60 years to the anniversary of uh, Ron's debut, isn't it? Is yeah, it and... indeed? Yes. Mm. 50 years since they were in the studio recording, or not recording, Blue is the Colour. Oh, what do you mean? None of them sang on that. None of them sang on it. No. They, they, they recorded it, but um, the producer decided their voices weren't good enough, so they multi-tracked 
uh, Daniel Boone and I'm trying to think who the other person was now. Well, I'm doing, doing, a, doing a Ron Harris impression. I've, so I've, got, I've got a demo of Ron. Blur is the colour, you know. Football is the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> but they recorded that. They recorded that at studios in um, North London and uh, near to where I was born. And it was right next door to a playground. And as they were going in, there was supposed to be a great... PR op, so they filmed it. They're walking past this playground full of adolescents, and then all these boys and girls bashing up against the fence, shouting out, Boo, rubbish, Chelsea are rubbish, and all this sort of stuff before they went into Sing Blue is the Colour. But um, what a great song. But uh, yeah, but so I'm still in so shock. lucky we've got so many anthems. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still in shock. You're telling me that's actually a fake record. Chelsea football. It's a Fugazi. It's it's mm. absolutely the Fugazi of Did you yes. know, Gary? <laughs> Gary, did you know that Chelsea players didn't sing on "Blue Is a Colour"? No, and that's why I'm not the Chelsea historian, Kerry. Exactly, and let's <laughs> not forget the Chelsea historian knows stuff like that and thinks your Ron Harris impression is nonsense. <laughs> no, he <laughs> thought I was Ron, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, w- <laughs> not when you were doing the impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> there, see. Oh, I well, love it. You were talking about if you were talking about um. Putting, um, you know, get, getting there as soon as you could or something, I would definitely think you were Ron Harris. You see, you see, you see Rick is the Chelsea history Ron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got there. God, uh, sorry. You're as bad as bloody Steve Wilson's puns on Matt. No, was it? Yeah, Steve Wilson. I was, I was watching Match of the Day earlier and. Um, no, no, sorry, Jonathan Pierce. I was catching, just double checking the Chelsea game. And he, the, the keeper in goal for. Plymouth was called Cooper, wasn't he? Yeah. So he made a save and he went, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Cooper Man. I was like, oh, oh awful. Boy. Could you hear the tumbleweed in the background? Oh, disgusting. Oh. Jonathan Pierce. I preferred yeah. him when he was on Channel 5. I preferred him when he wasn't commentating on <laughs> anything. But that's, a, that's another story. Let's leave it at that, shall I've we? I've got a, quite a nice story about him, but for another time, maybe. Oh, what? <laughs> what about now? <laughs> <laughs> Just to tell you, it's not really a very nice story. It's when it, the uh, the old Dell, the media section there, I don't know if you ever went in there, Gary. Did you go there? So, no, for young kids, uh, the Dell is uh, where Southampton used to play. Yeah. The, no, no, I, I was uh, too young to be working by the time they moved to St Mary's. <laughs> I thought Adele was a singer. What a theme here. But it was the, the the media section was like rabbit warrens, lots of little pods uh, with glass fronts and they were quite enclosed. And um, it got the full brunt of the sun at certain times of the day. And I was there it, for one match and it was so, I mean, it was excruciatingly hot in the stand, just with the glare of the sun on you. But I walked past this pod that I think Jonathan Pierce uh, and Rob Watton were in. So two of them in this tiny sort of hutch with, with a glass front, burning sun. And I looked at Rob Watton and he was, had his eyebrows raised. <laughs> I looked over at Jonathan Pierce. He was sitting there in his underpants. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 my Fainting with with the heat. <laughs> oh, I Commentating you. brilliantly, of course. With yes. a few puns. Well, yes, <laughs> then, then, yes, indeed. Well, look, I think we. I can't think about. 
Jonathan Pierce in his pants for much longer. So, I've thought of nothing else ever since. Well, I'm not surprised. You, you know, <laughs> it's traumatic, <laughs> I would have thought. Um, and I presume it's in the days before mobile phones. So, um, you know. Why, why would you presume that, Kerry? Now? Well, because it was all in black and white and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it, was, it was an it was... analogue age. An analogue <laughs> age. <laughs> ISDN uh, era. It was late 90s, I think. Okay. So yeah, mid to late 90s. Oh well. Well, look. Moving on. We sh- we should say. How have you enjoyed the winter break, Rick? Do you, do you find these things insufferable? I I generally don't like international breaks. I I find them really frustrating. I I mean, uh, it's nice when the Chelsea women are playing, but I don't really get into local teams like some people do. I'm not out there sort of going and watching... You're telling me the, you um, want to go watch St Albans? Haringey Borough or someone. <laughs> I don't, I don't you want to go to St Albans and tweet about it? Oh, oh no. Oh, like no. you're hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't, definitely not that. But I, what I like is... What I really liked this time, actually, was it has been such a huge slog, sort of previewing every game, watch, reviewing all the opposition and stuff for so three times a week. I was really grateful for the for the rest, to the complete rest. And I also think that the players really needed it and the coaching staff. It looked like there was it was all getting a bit fractious or you know, or could be um before the break. So I was I enjoyed it and I enjoyed not having to uh, you know just being able to have some downtime. I'm sure you fellas did as well. Yeah, I mean to an extent, I mean I just love seeing Chelsea play so you know it's it was kind of what made a difference was there really wasn't much else to watch you know there weren't internationals there weren't I felt as though I've had a break from football Uh, and that was that was quite refreshing in its own way once I got over the initial shock of it what about you Gary what are your views on it oh I love uh, winter breaks and international breaks one because I love watching England but two, um, yeah, I go to the cinema more. So there you go. God, you're exciting. Um, yeah. I yeah. watched Belfast. Excellent movie. Well done. And then I watched Scream. Very funny movie. Well done. Yeah, Hell of a double bill. Yeah. <laughs> go from like, you know, the um, you know, the peak of art with Scream and then you watch Trash like Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know which way round you watched them, Gary, and that's the main thing. Scream was the one with Kenneth Branagh, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah. it. Um yeah. Ken Ken and I, we um we're we're both thespians, you know. <laughs> well we, we go way back, uh, Chuckles Branagh and me. I'm not sure thespian is the word I'd use about you, Gary, but... <laughs> a, mate, a mate of mine's wife, Chelsea fan, uh, dated Kenneth Branagh. Oh. So there's always a bit of... Whenever you talk about a film or a play you've seen, and he's, oh, no, I didn't didn't like it, you know. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, Kenneth Branagh, you know. <laughs> How do you compete rivalry with that? there. Well, I get. I guess she'll have seen Kenneth in his pants. Yeah, exactly. maybe out. You're not of commentating on Southampton, Chelsea, though. <laughs> no, I mean that. Wait, but you don't know. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors, Rick. Maybe, maybe he commentates all. while he's in the act. 
don't know. <laughs> Brown is coming on. He's stripping off. <laughs> Back of the net. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Um, yes, uh, I don't know how we got here, but we are here. And now we're going to leave. Um, so here we were at the end of this period of uh, the the winter break. And you thought, here we go. Plymouth Argyle, home game. Mm. Lovely, lovely. Little bit of a run around for a lot of the kids. Have a nice time. Then we all go off for the Club World Cup. Be a nice day out for all those friends of ours who wanted to take the family. And then we saw the team. And it was pretty much a full-strength side. You had Arisa Balliger, yeah. you had Dave, you had Christensen, Rudiger, Saar, Mount, Jorginho, Kovacic, Ziek, Lukaku, and Hudson Adoy. Rick, what did you think when you saw that? Were you going, wow, is this because he wants to get everyone back into form? Is this Yeah, I think that. I think there was a clue that um, when the under-23s played, lots of the people that you would imagine, the youngsters that could be involved, were actually playing the, sort of the day before, uh, or a couple of days before, Lewis Hall, Harvey Vale. So you sense that maybe he was wanting to get a squad that he would take through that match against Plymouth and into the Club World Cup, like get a core, fit again, and you know get players... Uh, back to sharpness, use use these sort of lesser tournaments, if you like, to get them ready for the league. But I think the main disappointment was that they looked, I thought, quite leggy off the pace, some of them after the break that, that they'd had. And what could have been a really great day, you know, <laughs> with FA Cup games, always loads of newbies there, youngsters going to their first game, families, this sort of thing. And they could, it could have been a really brilliant afternoon for them. I mean, look, it's a great FA Cup tie, don't get me wrong. But from the Chelsea perspective, we had so many chances that we squandered. Again, this is a, this lack of efficiency uh, is really costing us so dear. And of course, they took the lead. And then from there, it became... Oh, come on. Just, you know, this is getting a bit stupid. Um, but we've got to win this quite comfortably, surely, but it never quite clicked. And I, I was a little bit concerned about that, I've got to say. Gary, what do you think? You, oh, and also, the other thing we should mention is that after a two-week break, Thomas decides to get COVID the day before. I mean, that was mm. kind of extraordinary timing on this, wasn't it? We well, probably got it by going away on holiday, didn't he? Well, I guess so. Well, he shouldn't have gone on holiday then. How dare he? Yes, well, he's our manager. Doesn't he realise there's a season on? <laughs> exactly. Break or no break. But, but Gary, I mean, do, do you think that could have upset the apple cart a bit? What did you think of the side as well? Strong side. Like to see it. Take the cup seriously because we want to win it, don't we, really? Um, yeah. I think that's the one thing I've always liked about Chelsea in the Abramovich era. Um, I know because obviously we did it before then, but we've always taken Cup seriously. So I like to see us do it. I think the only time it's ever backfired on us, remember the, the um, it was Jose's first season back when we lost 4 2 to Bradford. And th- yeah. this game looked like it could go that, that way. Oh, we were really wasteful that game. and Giving off Bradford Pollen, wasn't it, that match? Yeah. Um, was that, I remember because we went 2 0 up, didn't we? And then they came back and just won 4 2. Interestingly enough, uh, do you remember Billy Knott from the academy? He was playing in that mm. um, Bradford team. 
Um, anyway, we digress. Um, what did I think of the team? Yeah, it was all right. Tom I mean, Gallant was playing for Plymouth. There you go. Yeah, An- another academy graduate, right? Maybe Got come back assist, to us. Yeah, yeah, did. from he the free kicks, yeah. the crossover. <clears throat> um, they just looked really lethargic, though. I just thought it was it was good to play them in a game like that, where, where when when there's gaps in seasons, they sometimes play a game like this at the training ground. So you'd see they would bring up, I don't know, maybe QPR or someone local to, to have a game like this, and they'd play a, a full strength team behind closed doors. Yeah. So yeah. this remind seeing it, it reminded me of that, but obviously it's had forty thousand fans there and some TV cameras, but. <laughs> Uh, it's and you could see it, you know, like when when um when Kovacic hit the bar and then um, Hudson Odoi hit the bar and it just felt like a training ground match and they eventually did enough to to win it. But um, you know, it was more the, the game going the distance the way it did. I think it was more down to Chelsea than it was Plymouth. Yeah, yeah and I also, the, don't you think also that our fitness showed in the end, even though we looked leggy. I mean, they kind of looked a little bit out on their feet uh, in the second half, Um, and we managed we managed to wing it. And it is it was one of those thankless games in a way where you could see that two weeks had made a hell of a difference to to our players. So I guess the thinking is we need to get some minutes back in our legs, need to Mm -hmm. get us going Um, because I I think. And we'll talk about it in a bit, but I think we really do want to win the Club World Cup. So I think they just thought we couldn't go there completely undercooked. Do you remember, um, Kerry, when we um, when we did our interview with Cahill? Um, it was in 2017, so five years ago now. Wow. Uh, it was just before the FA Cup final, and we were doing it for another project that we've been working on for a while. Um, and before, while we were getting set up and we are doing the sound check of him, he said, didn't he? Because we'd won the title against West Brom, and then we were like, oh, how are you getting ready for the FA Cup? We were like, oh, it's weird. We're trying to get ourselves up for this, mm. but we've been off for two weeks. And you mm. see it with the Plymouth game. It's almost like a make-good game before they go off and have to play serious football again because you think about in your own life when you have to wind down and you, you get back and you still have to gear yourself up for that Monday morning again. I feel it just looked like that, didn't it? I don't think you can read anything into it. I know people are getting annoyed and... Like um, a guy went on our tickets, Kerry said that um, there was a Scottish guy who must have been a tourist who he left before ninety minutes was up. Said I've had enough of this. I paid all. Oh, I've had enough of this. I paid my money. Now I'm off. I he thought was... he said he was Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. For, I set him up. Who was Ron Harris paying for a ticket for? <laughs> I was, you know, I won the cup in nineteen seventy. You know, don't. It'll be an overload. You'll do a Scottish Ron Harris, and, and then... he's there. He's Kiwi mouse. Oh, bro! I tell you what, I paid my money. I didn't want to see this stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just keeping myself entertained. You're giving us the gamut of Mar- Marcel came along. To be. No, but um, and the, the, the eight guy was a and a half. <laughs> eight, yes, eight away. Yeah. But everyone getting annoyed that Chelsea, you know, after I know you're looking, you think, yeah, it shouldn't really happen like that. But the fact they just got through the tyres enough for me. You're looking, you understand the circumstances, yeah, exactly. didn't you? Of course, of course. Look, we, we, I don't don't worry about that. I I do worry about the one thing I would say I am worried about is the the fact that we just constantly miss chances that in any training game you would expect to be put away and it's just that ruthlessness just isn't there in a lot of these players and I do worry about I think it's going to become an issue in the next few weeks uh, more and more if they don't sort it out Lukaku looks a problem to me it it just yeah 
you could say he's not getting enough service, but then is he asking for the right kind of service? It, it feels like it's not a marriage that is well set on either side. What are your views, Rick? I feel slightly differently about it. Um, obviously, the the interview has set a lot of people against him, and understandably, I think it was a stupid thing for him to do. Yeah, I've uh, forgotten that, and I don't really care now. But 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 it it does play into it. It does feed into the the atmosphere, and actually, I think he's quite poorly served by his teammates because he put a brilliant ball through for. Um, uh, Timo Werner, and that was I was side onto that, and a lot of people said, "Oh, he overhit it," and he didn't. It was a really good ball, and a slip pass. He was one on one with the keeper, and he and Timo Werner slowed down because I think he didn't want to. You know, he's he's had his share of missing games, and I don't think he wanted to cl- get clattered, and you know, could be out for further games. Understandable, maybe. Um, I think also there were some other. I think he set up Kai Havertz, and Kai missed a couple of really uh, easy chances. I felt he he looked like he really needs some minutes. He looked well off it. I thought, and he was caught offside three times. He'd only he was only on the field uh, a short while. So I think that they all have to share some of the. I'm not saying blame, but some of the uh, criticism for inefficiency. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. But my point is, this is a constant battle that I can't see any movement forward in it making it work. I mean, Gary, what, what are your thoughts? How do we make this situation work for everybody? Um, I think Lukaku needs to pick himself up off the floor a little bit. I think he looks at, you see his body language, he looks a little bit, not so he's much disinterested, but yeah, he's got, it looks like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. So much so that yeah. when Plymouth Agreed scored, he couldn't even jump for the goal, could he? He got out jumped by their defender to score. Um, he just looks, I don't know, I, I just thought with him as well, maybe the international break are doing some good because they do get away and they, they can just, you know, you think about us when you go on holiday any time of the year, but the players have to do it in the summer. So having a winter break, it's almost like they get away from the, the, the glare and and the spotlight and I just I just look at he just thinks I, I, I think he thinks I I think he looks very um, down on himself. Yeah, I that agree. could be I could be completely misinterpreting that, but he just looks like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders and he needs to sort of just cheer himself mm. up a bit. Whether he does that Did with you some see goals, Mason Mount. There was a point in the first half where Mason Mount like diverted his. He was running back to get into position. He diverted his run and went over and and I made a big thing of like patting Rom on the back and ging him up like to encourage him. So I think there is a we, we find it difficult. Everyone, you know, lots of football fans say, Oh, he's earning so much money. How can he lack confidence? You know, <laughs> but well, you can't confidence, buy confidence. <laughs> exactly. And you, and also confidence in some players is almost, you know. 80% of their performance. And, and to get that confidence is probably having fans sing your name and tell you that they love you still, rather than getting on your back. And, and, I'm not, I, and I completely you know, I agree. agree. But I, scoring goals is what it's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary, that's I, what he needs. He needs to bang in a couple of goals and then we'll see a different what, what I mean, though, is I think that people outside of Lukaku could help him. I'm not saying that he deserves yeah. that help or I'm not saying that people are wrong for whatever, but yeah. they can help him get that. But it reminds me of... Um, 
to go back to 96, 97, when we were talking about it earlier, it's like, remember when Viali was like having a bit of a tanty and yeah. Dennis Wise scored you, with Luca. the vest. Cheer up, yeah. Luca. We love you. <laughs> maybe having a fag on the touchline. <laughs> yeah, ma- <laughs> maybe, the the final, yeah, maybe Lukaku needs to be benched and, you know, Mount run over to him for vest. Cheer up, Rom. We love you. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, but I, I just think that, you know, Maybe he's just got to play himself into some form somehow, but so many Chelsea strikers have been there, haven't they? You know, so many, and it's just hard, and especially when everything has happened that we discussed that we don't need to discuss again, but it just seems to be that it hasn't gone away still. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that, and I think it's a concern because you're right. Chelsea, on the whole, is a striker's graveyard. You, you know, I mean, really, in the last 20 years, what have we had? Didier and that. Diego. Yeah. Th- that's it. That's Jimmy. it. Really. And, sorry, um, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy, of course. Jimmy yeah. was a man. I loved Hasselbank. Yeah, I absolutely loved him. But, I mean, on the whole, there's it's a handful of Crespo players that have okay. made it. Sorry? Crespo. I, th- I know what you're saying. Morata and, you know, Torres and... Mutu, um, Kesman... I'm sure Lukaku would be quite happy Kesman, to score though, the, uh, the winner in a Champions League semi-final, though, wouldn't he? Like Torres. I, 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 can't, I don't think you can put Kesman and Batshuayi into that bracket because they came very much as backups, didn't they? They weren't meant to be the star. Mitchie won the league. Yeah, well, what, what, <laughs> yeah when, when, the when, winner in the league. But when, when no Kerry was saying about Kesman, I just think awesome. sometimes people pigeonhole all, all of these strikers in one. I'm like, yeah. Batshuayi, and they, they weren't meant to be stars, no, exactly. right? I think... Kalu is another being, one. I mean, you wouldn't yeah. say he wasn't uh, he wasn't like your number nine, was he? He was uh, obviously, no, he, obviously he Lukaku's not delivering. That that's that's the point, and he's the big marquee yeah. signing that's meant to be winning us the league. And you and go Elk through was a it. big success as well. Don't forget, you know, yeah. You know, and Elka like, did amazing. Yeah, uh, I loved Anelka. I thought he was a wonderful player. I, I felt I, bad for him. He missed the penalty. But it, it is interesting and worth pointing out that once again our fullbacks came to our rescue, and this has been a figure of our season that they do, you know, without Reese James and Ben Chilwell, we do look a completely different beast. Um, but once again, the replacements, our two Spanish fullbacks and our Spanish goalkeeper. So muchas gracias. Yeah. I mean, that was on Harris impression. Yeah, no, don't do it, <laughs> but um, <laughs> don't do it. Muchas um, gracias, you know. Yeah, Ron speaks Spanish. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. He was Dave Messi, wasn't he? I mean, that back heel was sublime. He nearly got two, didn't he? There was yeah. another one that he... He was offside for, but, but that, that back heel... I mean, if that's Messi, people are freaking out and going absolutely nuts. No, Dave Messi for me. I mean, it was a sublime moment, but you're right. Suddenly, there we are, our wing-backs or our full-backs, whatever way you want to look at it, um, they save the day. Uh, Alonso does something for the first time in a while. He comes in and, 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 and... Right foot. Yeah, absolutely, which was unexpected. <laughs> so all, all in all, it was a bit of an unexpected day, wasn't it? How do you think we move forward from here, Gary? Do we just go, that's all right, we've got minutes in our belt, we're through to the next round, looting away... It's all okay. Exactly that. Um, yeah. I've never been Kenilworth Road as well, so I wouldn't mind going to that. Um, yeah, I, I just think these games, they're just, you can't, they, they are a no win in terms of analysis and prep. You know, mm. you look at it and you think, if Chelsea had won that game 6 0, what are they taking away from it when they sit down to analyse it? Exactly. Nothing. 
Chelsea win the game 2-1 or they lose, you know, th- there's nothing you can take away from it. All you do is you get through to the next round. It's cup football. It is what it is. And it's minutes in the legs. That's, yeah, exactly. That's it's, it's, it. it's, yeah, it's a make good game after they've been away. Um, yeah, they had so many games December, January. We've all spoken about you know, the, the fear of fixture, congestion and overload. And I think they got through that period of two months. And now I think we're coming out of it in a really good place where teams around us have got games in hand, which we know don't mean points on the board. We're in a cup final at the end of the month. Um, yeah, I think we're in a really, really good position. We know the title's gone, but we didn't really think we were going to be in for a shout of it anyway. We we're always about closing that gap, right, with the view to next season being when we go for it. But I think we've got a nice tie in the Champions League. We've really set up for the, the run-in now. You know, this is a record month for us. Five, we're competing in five, on five fronts. It's the first time we've ever done that in February. And, um, you know, the most competitions we've ever been in, I've been playing this game with some of my mates, most competitions we've ever been in in a season is eight in 2012-13 because we dropped from Champions League to Europa League. We'll, we'll have been in six this season. We've got one in the bag. How many are we going to have? by the end of the season, out of the six? Five. Three. <laughs> Which ones Five. are we going to win then, Gary? <laughs> All of them, apart from the league. <laughs> yeah, the league might be just a bit beyond us, mightn't it? A stretch too far. Right, well, look, with that stretch, we should go to our commercial break if we stretch this first half too far, and we'll be back after this. And here we are, back for the second half. Here we are with Rick Glanville and Gary Hayes. And we're about to talk about the Club World Cup. But first of all, I want to ask you, Rick, have you found January a strange month for all the transfer news and the lack of it from Chelsea? Or does it show that we're actually quite resilient? We know that at this moment in time, it is not the time for us to go into the transfer market. Are you more worried about who we may end up losing, though? Well, obviously, we didn't lose anyone in January, but um, and as far as we know, no one's committed to to leave. No one's signed a pre-contract. Or it hasn't leaked yet. I think if you were going to bring in a replacement, and you would have been looking at sorry, not I mean reinforcement, you would have been looking at either one for Ben Chilwell or or Reece James, and unless you do that and it's the right person uh, you do it at the beginning of the month it's a waste of time bringing them in when Reese is almost back and uh, really I think um, we, call, we we did actually recall Kennedy don't forget that's although he hasn't featured yet he was on a bench at the weekend may get some minutes in the Club World Cup and um, then that will give some relief to uh, Marcos who has he was definitely feeling it, I think, the, the matches in his legs before Christmas. So I don't, I'm glad we didn't go out and just get someone for the sake of it, just for numbers, because I do think that we've got quality in our academy and I don't want, I would prefer not to get someone in January that is doesn't quite work out and we end up blocking the path of, say, Conor Gallagher or, uh, or you know, Levi Colwell, someone like that for next season. I'd prefer us to sort of take that view. But... You have to say um, it's it's a decision that does have an element of gamble about it because 
you know we uh, we are we can't we could be a bit short going into this massively hectic running yeah i mean how, how do you view it gary are you concerned also with the amount of players whose contracts are up as we know this season but also next season it's something like 14 players will be out of contract in the next 18 months or something uh, we'll just go back to what you're saying about the transfer window. I think that in the short term, you might be lamenting the fact that we don't have certain players in certain positions. But equally, I think that when you're playing a long-term game, maybe it is a reflection that the club have you know, set their stall out to make long-term signings rather than short-term. That yeah. I just think that making yeah. these panic buys in January to get through six months, I think if you, if you could get a loan, then great. But you can't get a loan, so why commit when you know Chilwell is the guy at left-back? You know that James is the guy at right-back. We've let talented youngsters go, you know, when you think of um, Lamptey at Brighton because of Reese James. You think of... Um, Livramento at Southampton because of Rhys James, right? So why bring another guy in who's not up to standard just to compete with Rhys James when you know he's going to be a high earner because it's January, you're going to pay a big fee for him. What's the point? Um, I appreciate that there's other things that need to be considered, but I, I, I'm quite happy with if that is the club's strategy and their approach because you don't need to be signing so many players. We've got a massive, massive squad. In terms of players being out of contract, um, I think the size of this squad, they need to get rid of players. I think the squad is, it, it depends who those players are. I, I don't know exactly who those players are, but it's not going to be Mason Mount. It's not going to be Reese James. It's not the players that are the heart and soul mm-hmm. of this team that are the spine of it. Um, mm-hmm. I've got no issue with Jorginho being one of them, which I know he is, um, mm-hmm. for reasons we've discussed many times. Um, yeah. So I just it depends on who the players are. If they're the players that we're trying to build around, then we've got an issue, but I don't think they are. I think they've got them locked down. So I agree more. Gary, are you not getting a bit fed up with Hasenhutl and his public courting of Armando Broja? It's really getting on my nerves now. He keeps sort of saying, oh, let's not talk about him, and then starts talking about him, and then let's not start talking about him. Oh, he's happy. his family is so happy here. Oh, we've got to find a solution for this. Just back off. He's not even... What was he said at the weekend? This has been no one, has, no one who's left... Uh, Southampton has done well so immediately me and my son Ollie sit down and work out about six names that have done really well since they left Southampton but it's he's just trying to disrupt uh, I don't understand why he does it because it's like mate he's, he's at your club anyway you talk to him every day if you wanted to you could shower with him do you know what I mean? It's like, you, you <laughs> like don't have Jose to use... Used to do. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. You don't, you don't have to use the media to court him. You can court him yourself. Um, maybe it's just because of the, the angles and the, you know, the, the media. the fans, I think. He's, he's, a, it's a, he's doing it publicly because he wants the fans to, uh, you know, every time Roger talks to someone, he wants the fans to say, oh, you're going to stay. You're gonna, you know, he wants that kind of moral pressure applied to the player, I think. And he's such a young player. I just don't no, I, I, I don't think that he would take that either, though, would he? No. But I, 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 let me move. The, let me tell you who the list of the people who run out next year. Kante, Jorginho, Thiago, well, that's kind of neither here nor there, Marcus Alonso, Ross Barkley, Billy Gilmore, Bettinelli and Kennedy. So now, Gilmore and Kante are the only two that I would keep on that list and give new deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Rick? Um, yeah, I think it might be as 
once I'd rather have Thiago maybe moving into a coaching role at, at Cobham. I think oh. it could be massive uh, keeping him there rather than a, a player. I think it might be one year too long for him, maybe. Although yeah. there's no sign, I don't know what I'm basing it on. There's no sign of it when you watch him play. Sorry, I, I, I was considering Tiago as someone who, if he does it, will get another deal anyway, right? Like he has, because um, he's yeah, a rolling deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but out of the others, there, I think that Jorginho, I think Chelsea's just just, just get money for him this summer, whatever they can get, because mm. his agent has made no secret of the fact that they want to take him back to Italy. Um, and the others there. Yeah, we, we can have young players come in and fill positions for some of those guys. For instance, Alonso. I think that I do think we need a. I, th- I think I'm in your um, camp, Gary. In I think we need a really strong, dominant, domineering mid central midfielder, someone who can do yeah. what Jorginho does, but has muscle, pace. Yeah, and he's a bit more dynamic, and has a, a has a. a you know, an assist in him, like has a ball that can find our strikers. I don't know, I'm trying to think of so someone lucky. who could do that, but maybe, I don't know, like a Declan Rice or someone. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, th- I think you've got to look at... No, no one said that. To... Well done, yeah. 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 I, think, no, I think you've got to look a, at a players... A scout really football manager. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. So anyway, look, what we've got coming up this weekend is, uh, this week actually, Wednesday, uh, is the Club World Cup. On Channel now, 4? On, no, E4, on E4. 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 Yeah. God, they take yes. it that seriously. They get the rights and don't yeah. even put it on their main channel. Yeah, but Bloody we're watching. I know, it's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? But, you know, they've obviously paid for the rights. I mean, I, that amazes me in itself. If you paid for the rights, you would have thought it would go on a main, main channel. But there you go. So it's now been uh, proven that we are playing Al Hilal. Rick, as yeah. a historian... Have we ever played them before? No. We've only been in the Club World Cup um, once before. This is the 18th of edition of this format. And only two uh, English clubs have won it, which is Man United twice and Liverpool once. Um, in fact, no one who's in it now has won it before. None of the teams, so you know, it's going to be a new name etched on it. Do you know the trophy was made in Birmingham? The well. Fratterini company that made lots of we we've got medals from like 1907 that were made by them in, the, in our in our museum. So they're very traditional old medalists and um, jewelers. Um, Al Hilal are, I would say, for people that haven't seen them, they're about Watford standard. They're, in fact, they've got Igalo, who played for Watford, playing up front. He's just he just came in in January for Bafatimi Gomez, the Chelsea player who used to be playing up front for Al Hilal. They're quite muscular, bustling, well organised. Uh, play four two three one. Play it through the lines. Don't worry if they lose it because they think they'll win it back straight away. So they do take risks with some of their passing. Play wide players. They've got that fella from. Um, Porto that we uh, Musa Moraga who played against us last year in the Champions League and um, he's a big bloke plays wide loves to run with the ball so he's going to really be going at you'd imagine if it's Kennedy or whether Kennedy's got the muscle to play against him I'm not sure but Marcos um, 
and as I said, Odioni Gallo plays as their target man. They 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 beat Al Jazeera, the host representative, six one. That's a record or joint uh, matches the record six goals uh, ever in the tournament, and um, they uh, there were six different goal scorers. So we can't keep a clean sheet at the moment. And I'd be slightly worried if we couldn't seed first. I don't think they're a pushover at all. And this is the only senior competition we've ever entered and not won. So I'm desperate, desperate for us to become world champions. Well, it's creating another bit of history for you to write about, Rick. That's what we need. <laughs> exactly. They've, they've got to keep you in a job. That's, <laughs> that's the most important thing. Because what's a Chelsea historian without history? I'll tell you. <laughs> Yeah, thank God we've got a lot of it. No so according to Liverpool, Rick shouldn't have a job. No, exactly. Uh, no. <laughs> that was, I was being... I've had that so many times. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so, well, hopefully if we, we do beat them, then one would suggest and think that we'd be playing Palmeiras in, in the final, wouldn't we? Do you know yeah, much about although them? although Al-Ali are pretty good as well. I watched that game and... Um, They've got some pretty good, tricky players. But you'd imagine Palmeiras would have just a little bit too much for them. And the fanaticism in South America for this tournament uh, is something that we just don't understand in in Europe. Yeah, in in England, we look upon it as a... Well, you don't even think about it until you're in it. And then when you're in it, obviously, you want to win it. But um, in South America, they call it the Mundial... Um, uh, and it's right up there with the World Cup uh, for nations. So that they're really going to be keen to win it. Of course, we when we last time we entered, we lost in the final to a Brazilian team, Corinthians, and they are the only South American winners since then. They had Paulino playing from, didn't they? He went to Spurs. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but there's been no South American winners since. Here's uh, actually something interesting. Is um, that Corinthian Paulista are connected to Corinthian Casuals in London, um, who a mutual friend of ours, Don Bliss, sits on the board now, I think, there. Yes, he does. Because yeah. um, they, the original Corinthians went over to Brazil and they took the name Corinthians from them. They did. And they're the highest ranked um, amateur team in English football. Um, but then Real Madrid wear white because of the Corinthian team. And correct me if I'm wrong, Rick... Didn't Tommy Doherty bring white socks in for us because of Real Madrid? Uh, no, he brought in. He wanted us to play in all blue because he he liked the fact that Real played in all white, and he felt that it was it was the the jerseys, the shorts, and the socks all being the same colour that he liked. So he wanted us to play in all blue. Oh, I thought he brought the white socks in. No, that's it. Well, did? he may have done. Probably, you know, I quizzed him a, a lot about kits and he would always say you know like for example there's that some shots of us in the early 60s wearing those almost clownish uh thick striped vertical striped um shorts. training shorts yeah lovely so i asked I? him i said who was the stylist for these and he said oh sometimes i come up with the idea and at other times it was like umbro or i'm trying to think who the other company was Hummel, Admiral. I think it was. I think it was Hummel. Um, 
he said, oh, they'd have a youngster who would come in and say, oh, we're thinking about doing this. That's quite snazzy. And he'd say, oh, yeah, go for it. You know, anything to sort of tap into the King's Road uh, psyche. Because so, I, I always think that with all this Nike heritage guff that they bang about, I'm like, well, if you're going to do Chelsea Heritage, don't give us something because you've got a template and you just want to put a Chelsea badge on it. <laughs> Go back and take those training shorts and make them. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Re- remake them. G- give the fans something well, we that's got... We did, didn't we? For the one-off. Um... Yeah, we, we, yeah, with the FA Cup kit. But I just yeah, mean, yeah. like, you know, do, do a training kit that is based like an old training kit from the 50s and 60s. It would sell as well, yeah. do you know what I mean? But it's just that they don't have a template for it, so it's not Nike Heritage, it's Chelsea Heritage. I'd love us to do one uh, in the Eaton Blue that we wore for the first two seasons of our existence. I'd love to see a kit like that. As a, a bit like when Arsenal strip. had their Ribena kit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I, just, I, I appreciate that. And it's, it's sort of like, because who, who was the, um, was it Medhurst who was the, the doctor? Harry. Harry, Harry Medhurst. Yeah. And you, and you see son, that, that Norman. you see that really famous picture where they've all got those shorts on. They look horrendous, but they equally look amazing. I'd get, yeah. I'd wear. You, them you mean the training tops? They were like almost like Harringtons, weren't they? Sort of the. But yeah, th- th- those that's stripy right. shorts. Though, I'd get them. I'd wear them by the pool in Marbs or somewhere Gary, like that. Gary, you've them got them. Yeah, Gary. I <laughs> you mean, know what? Just... Speaking of heritage, I am wearing heritage tracksuit bottoms. Look. There you go. Fantastic. There you go. Well, wrong, see, that's the brand. Brand. Did, just see? for those who can't see, you're wearing Adidas uh, uh, tracksuit trousers with the Chelsea lion and the two stars on either side. Uh, 1972. Uh, well, we won. They were the FA winning the FA Cup and winning the Cup Winners Cup, which was yeah. 70 and 71, and we wore that on our uh, on our badge for about 18 years or something but but we got uh, it in 1972 you know wasn't this it this is another year? reason 71 this Did we is put another it on there? reason 71? 72 we lost the league cup that was the end yeah. of our, our run but uh, if you win the club world cup you are entitled to wear a gold badge in the middle of your mm. shirt you can't do it in the premier league but you can wear it in the champions league you have to apply for permission but you can you can wear it in the champions league and <gasps> Possibly the FA Cup if you again if you ask permission. So mwah, chef's kiss if we if we're world champions get that gold. It's good a picture. I'm going to get it tattooed. World world champions. Oh, there you go. I'm going to get it tattooed in the middle of my chest. So <laughs> so no English club has won the club World Cup, have they? Yeah, they have. Liverpool, yeah. Man United. Oh, Liverpool and Man U. Do they wear a gold? You weren't listed. You nodded off, haven't you? When I yeah, said I did. That. I, I was. Uh, <laughs> You know, Levy the at the back way. of the class, nattering uh, away. Jackie, no, put do, the kettle on. But do, do <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Actually, I'm out of a couple. We'll have to go in a sec. Um, <laughs> do, do they wear a gold star in any of those competitions? In, in what? Sorry. Do Liverpool or Man U have a they gold did, star? Yeah. They do it for that for that season, I think. For the, ah, for one yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, sort of like when you wear the gold wear the lion gold for the yeah, Premier exactly. League. So Liverpool did it. William. Yeah. Like William pointed to Tottenham that time. Yeah, so that was a uh, 15-16 season, wasn't it? Yeah, pointed when they were the, the two-two game where they were, when we won the less Tottenham at the time, giving him loads of stick, and <laughs> and I was shout, screaming at, at William, and he just turned to them, looked at them, and just pointed to his sleeve and the gold badge of of golden European of golden uh, Premier League champions. Brilliant, great moments. 
Superb. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we, we are just about out of time. So how do we see this Club World Cup panning out? Are we going to... Reese James has now travelled with the side. I can't see he'll get a game. Is that just so he can be in training with the rest of them? Well, I know that I know what can happen up to 24 hours before the, your first match. So at 4.30 on Tuesday, if the player is ill or injured um, in the 23-man squad that you've submitted, if one of, uh, you can replace them. So we've got, uh, you, you've got Reese out there. You might even have Edu might fly out there. We don't know. He, so is, he is flying out. He apparently. is flying out. Okay. So you can, if there's a reason, you can replace them, but it has to be medical reason. You have to provide evidence and all this sort of thing. So COVID or whatever could mean that one of oh. those goes in. Before we and go. We should actually, sorry, but we should actually say congrats to uh, Edward Mendes, shouldn't we? Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm so thrilled for him making that penalty save, which, you know, is something we absolutely adore him, but we know that he's not necessarily the best at, at penalties. But, uh, you know, he put one of their players off uh, so that he missed, and then he saved what was a pretty poor penalty, but it was a, a great save. And it was fantastic to hear the eulogies from his teammates about how, you know, the best golfing keeper in the world. And they, they singled him out rather than Mane, interestingly, whereas the British press is completely about Mane. Not even mentioning Chelsea's goalkeeper. I wonder why. The best in the world. <laughs> because Liverpool have got so much history. Oh, that's it. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, I, I forgot myself for a second. It was so a actually, stinker of a game, though. I've got to say, I wouldn't watch the yeah, highlights no, dreadful, if I were, dreadful. Were you. I was, I was but, watching uh, the Wood, the Wood Army against Bournemouth. Oh, yes. Amazing. No, amazing. Well, look, um, Gary. What are your thoughts? Can we win the Club World Cup? Are we going to win it? And has what Rick's told us about this made you more excited to watch it this week? Yes, yes and no. What, Rick Rick didn't make you more excited? (laughs) No, I'm very excited to watch it. I know at the start of the season, I was like, yeah, let's win this. I want to win it. Forget about the League Cup. And then when the League Cup was building up, I was like, oh, cancel the Club World Cup so we can win the League Cup. And now that the World Cup's here, I'm like, let's go and be... World champions. Come yeah, on, Chelsea. Yeah, come on, let's get on. that gold badge. Come on. We're going to make yeah. it a blue day. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea. We really need to be on it, though. Chelsea, we really Chelsea. need to be on it. No shirking, no... no uh, uh, one-on-ones. Come on, Timo, you're going in there. You, if you have to hurt yourself, you're going to get hurt. We've got yeah. to win this. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm with you. And the gold badge is calling. That's that's it. Let's make it a gold day. You're all about oh, the bling, cool. Kerry. I'm all <laughs> totally about the bling. God, yes. That's what it's all about. Isn't you it? get five God million say. pounds for winning it as well. Well, that's handy, not isn't it? That's the club, you know. No, well, I know. well <laughs> that, that'll go some way to shift in Lukaku fee, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, but okay. So let's take this. Okay. We'll do the predictions based on first what we say. The Al Hilal game. Can I get a prediction from you, please, Rick? 2 1. Okay. And to who? To who, Kerry? Uh, To who, Rick? (laughs) To us. (laughs) I think they're going to score because they've got the goal scorers uh, and we can't keep a clean sheet, but we'll prevail. Gary? 3 0 to Chelsea Football Club. 
Okay, I'm going for 3-1 to Chelsea Football Club, which means we can now do predictions. What do we think? Do we think Palmeiras in the final or are we hedging our bets on this? Palmeiras in the final. Yeah. Okay, so prediction, please, Gary. Palmeiras nil, Chelsea one. Yes. Rick? (laughs) I'm going for the same. You're not allowed, Rick. Kerry's rules, you're not allowed. When Andy's back and he's being too cool next week and dominating Kerry, you can go the same. (laughs) But while Andy's not around, you can't do the same, apparently. Can I not do it? 1-0 1-0 after extra time. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Plymouth Argyle are back. Because it's technically 0-0 nil, nil at 90 minutes. Yeah, okay. I'm with you on that one. Right, I'm going to go for Chelsea Football Club 2, Palmeiras 1. Get after in! Extra, after Come extra on the time. Champions. Lukaku. Will we have an open-top bus parade if we win? Oh, I bet we don't. No, of course we won't. But th- it would be a funny thing, wouldn't it? We've got be- time. We've got so many matches. We haven't got time to fit one in, mate. <laughs> Only if it's on the way to a game. Maybe we could like have Thursday, it on the no, way to Thursday a game. Thursday morning at nine o'clock or something. No. Yeah. The, no. the finals on, on, on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Four thirty p.m. Yeah, and then Wednesday's the first. That's on Channel Four. Mm. Yeah. E four. E4, everyone. No, E4. Can't find no, the final you know is, on, is finals on oh, Channel 4. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I haven't watched if E4 the... since Dawson's Creek ended. <laughs> you might get back into it if you... Oh, you know, don't worry, Rick. I've got, I've, mate, I've got my box set and uh, I've burned that DVD out all the time. <laughs> there are no words. Um, okay, well, look, we, we are out of time. So can I say, first of all, Rick been an absolute pleasure to have you on here as always i've learned stuff gold stars abound for everybody but especially for you rick and gary oh go on you can have a gold star too come on chelsea thank you very much gary for being with us as always been entertaining sort of um with you and ron and thanks very much yeah well well good good. i uh I just what a wish! Just what a wish! Chelsea the best as they become world champions, you know. <laughs> uh, back in excellent. back in my day. Yeah, right. We haven't got time to go anywhere near your day. Um, right. Well, that's it. We shall be back next week when we will be hopefully club world champions, <laughs> champions of the world. Oh my god! I I feel power mad, power hungry. And after that, oh. the world is not enough. The world, the world will not be not will be not enough. Yes, indeed. Right, that's it. We're out of here. Come on, you blues, go win it, and we'll see you next week. The world is not enough. Is that was that the um, Denise Shh, we Richards? Got time for this. And you got to go now. But Denise Richards played Christmas Jones or whatever. We're not, we're not going to tell you. We got to go. <laughs> I mean, that was with Piers Brosnan. Goodbye. And now I was thinking. Bye-bye. Yeah, goodbye. Thank you. Oh, we bye. still were going? Oh, I didn't think we were going. Yeah. Sorry. Bye-bye, Gary. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.